Perhaps many of you here were at the conference yesterday where I was able and privileged to give a 45-minute talk on truth. And so since the epistle mentioned truth, I figured I would just repeat my talk from yesterday for those who didn't hear it, right? No, just joking. But I do want to reference the epistle. Brethren, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, putting on the new man, who according to God is created in just, justice and holiness of truth. If you were at the talk yesterday, we discussed how our intellect is designed for truth, to be fulfilled by truth himself. St. Paul exhorts us to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In the church's tradition, there's a Greek word, metanoia, that is used to describe that conversion, that renewal that happens. That renewal in the spirit of our mind is a new perspective on life. It is leaving behind the old man, the old man stuck in sinfulness, putting on the new man, which is Christ. His grace that comes to us through his paschal mystery. That is what gives us the gift of truth, setting us on the new path to be fulfilled in the truth. We have received this great gift through the sacrament first of baptism. In the ritual itself, we receive the sacrament, but also the white garment is placed over us to show how we are inwardly this new man. We are now sons in the Son, adopted into the family of Christ. Therefore, we are invited to the wedding feast that we hear in the gospel. In the parable, the king is our heavenly father who has espoused his only begotten son to the church and on this occasion prepares this beautiful marriage feast. This feast he gives to us through his teaching, the holy sacraments, the consolations he bestows upon us, heavenly joy. The servants sent to invite the guests are the prophets, the apostles and disciples of Christ. They are sent out, but not everybody responds. Some go to their business, some go to their farms, not realizing the gift that they have been given. We have the honor not only to be invited to the marriage feast, but are in reality guests at it because we are members of the church of Christ by faith through baptism. But as St. Gregory says, the Christian who is a member of the church by faith but has not charity is like to a man who comes to the marriage feast without the wedding garment. 
with this garment, which is charity, Christ was, was vested. When he came to celebrate with his spouse, the church, the bond of charity, we receive the theological virtue of charity through baptism. We are given actual graces throughout our life to nourish that gift and to let it grow, that we may grow in God's grace. When we sin mortally, we lose that garment. We're dis destroying our relationship with the Lord. This charity must be then restored through the sacrament of reconciliation or penance. The Lord clearly lets us know that charity is the wedding garment that should be about us. Those, therefore, who believe and are in communion with the church but do not persevere in the grace of charity are indeed in the wedding chamber, but they don't have the garment. Therefore, they are dead members of the church and shall not be admitted, but rather be cast out into the exterior darkness. Like the guest in the parable who was silent when asked by the king why he had not the wedding garment. By this, we can see that no one can excuse himself to God for not having charity, because everyone can have it if we ask. And as St. Augustine says, our heart is the workshop of charity, and everyone who has a heart can practice it. As we are invited to this feast of communion in Christ, may we remember the bond of charity that we have with him and with each other as members in the church. May we not be cast out, but to grow in this gift of charity, to ask God for the graces we need to grow in charity. By this charity, we will continue then to be renewed in mind that metanoia converted continually through life to become the saints God calls us to be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, 